Hey, this is Jen Moff, founder of Magical Mindfulness. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with the Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, hey everyone. Today, we've got the founder of Magical Mindfulness, Jen Moff. Jen talks about how she learned because she had to when she was younger through a framework, but eventually she learned through circumstance, which made her curious. Jen explains how we can get into the idea of unschooling ourselves and how it has a place going forward. And Jen gets into why she launched a podcast and your purpose around it. Check it out. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do that, we have got the founder of Magical Mindfulness. You can find her now on The Success Finder, the amazing Jen Moff. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Brandon. I'm just thrilled to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So for the listeners that can't see this right now, I'm wearing shades as I'm, I could be slightly blinded right now. And uh, Jen was questioning whether she should put some on, but uh, that's just for a little side note humor. Yeah. If you, if you get to know me at all, you'll know that I don't leave the house without shades on my face. So I, I'm totally comfortable with wearing them indoors too. Like the, got no shame. I think you're rocking it. There you go. I appreciate it. Trying it, you know, got the logo, got the shades. And uh, (laughs) when the listeners realize all the value and the, uh, the golden nuggets, the truth bombs that you're dropping out here today, and they're like, you know what, I really want to reach out to her. Now, obviously they can reach out to you on the success finder, but when they want to like personally connect with you before that, where's the best way through social or personally they can connect with you? My favorite social media platform is Instagram, and you can find me there at at the Jen Moff. And you can also check me out on my website. Same thing, www.thegenmoff.com. I'm, I'm always curious because I see, you know, the real or the whatever. Was Jen Moff already taken? No, I have that too. I just ah. wanted to cover cover all my bases. I also there own that go. domain too. <laughs> that, and that's smart. You gotta own you gotta own the misspellings of your domain. Steve Sims, mm-hmm. who who's a coach of mine and has also been on um, the show, he's like, you gotta have misspellings, ways that people kind of like stumble across the keyboard to make yeah. sure you cover all the bases. And it's like a spider web. You want all of that coming back to one central location. Dun dun. Bum, bum, bum. All right, you ready to jump into this? I'm so excited. Let's go. All right, let's rock and roll. So, you know. Our ability to learn and have access to people, mm-hmm. it's changed to me over the last five, 10 years. When, yeah. uh, when you and I were younger, you know, we learned from textbooks and teachers and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. friends, family, parents, uh, the, the, our coworkers, just the people around us. But that's really a sliver of, of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Oh, I love this question. When I was young, I learned because I had to. I learned because it was what society, my caregivers, everybody around me said, you know, this is the path you must learn. You must go to school. You must read these books. You must pass these classes. There was a framework 
and learning was the path. It wasn't something that was necessarily encouraged for itself and to be enjoyed and to be curious. That's not part of the school system is to be curious, learn, man, like that doesn't exist. So as I've gotten older, I started learning because of circumstance. And I was around some people that I was kind of surprised by the way that they kind of viewed me, if, if you will. And it made me curious. I was like, they, they're telling me that they see me in ways that I've never heard anybody describe me. So it just made me start to get curious. And that's where that muscle developed. And I just went to town. Like I probably lived at a Barnes and Noble or a Books a Million at least three times a week, just sitting there using it like a library and soaking up what I could. That was the beginning for me. And then I used the idea of curiosity to allow myself to look at any experience as something that I could learn from. I don't even think of failure as failure. I don't believe that word exists because everything is a learning experience if you choose to have that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And uh, it's it's interesting, you know, we're, we feel that we're forced to have to do something to eventually to when we really take it in and expand on that, you know, keep that childlike curiosity mm. that we just like, you know, we hammer out of us, you know, we yes. hammer out of the, of, and I, I think we're seeing a shift in that as well, not to get into family psychology or anything, but, <laughs> but w- when it's, it's like something that you're actually interested in, like yeah. I'm actually interested in learning how to build X as opposed to you need to learn the biology. Um, and that's probably the wrong word of a flower. Yes. Like, all interesting, but is that going to really help, you know, take that individual and really captivate them and say, Hey, this is mm. what I can go do with that. So we'll, we'll kind of, we'll get into maybe a little bit more of a self and standard education here in a little bit. So, <laughs> um, you know, we continue to have a, more ways to take in information than ever before. And to me, it's confusing. You and I talked about this a little bit beforehand. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I've got Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Wikipedia, YouTube University, Google you. And it's like, what am I here for? Like when you go somewhere, it's like, you know, three things, someone that I highly respect, Nick Peterson sits there and says, uh, you know, what am I here for? Am I in the right place? What do I do next? And all these mm-hmm. things, are they really helping us hone in on that? Oh, you know, some people, they learn from a accountability buddy, a mastermind, a mentor, online courses, lots mm-hmm. of ways to learn through all these different platforms. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you connect and reach out to them? I would say somebody that I am currently learning from is a woman named Stephanie Sinclair. And I found her via a colleague of mine that I happened to meet on a mastermind retreat that I went on in the fall of 2019. And so after getting to this woman, knowing her, liking her, trusting her, she recommended Stephanie to me. And so I found her on Instagram and just started watching how she talked about life and about her business. And in this time that we're recording this right now, we're a year into COVID-19. So in the middle of all of that, this is a woman who did not let circumstance control anything. She launched a brand new company in the middle of a pandemic and has seen immense success. So being able to learn from somebody just by observing what they do and how they choose to think and how they choose to act in spite of, you know, circumstance is really powerful. And so she and I have started to get to know each other. I've become a brand ambassador for her new tea company that she just launched because I genuinely believe in it. And she provides an immense amount of content for free, for free. And I think that 
there's, there's a place for the free content, but then what do you do to go beyond that? And she's somebody that I definitely could see myself working with in the future. Yeah, I love that. And you took your time, someone referred. And sometimes, you know, it's difficult to refer someone to someone else because you just don't know how that interaction is. And having that faith that <laughs> both parties are going to take care of each other, that's, mm -hmm. to me, that's another whole level of, you know, you know, anxiety. Like Can be. <laughs> excuse me, when you put people together and you took the time to get to know, you kind of entered that person's world, start learning, you know, from them without being directly with them. And now you're working with her. And I think that's beautiful. That just, it makes sense. You didn't rush there. You took your time and, and learned a little bit about the other individual to say, is this going to be a fit? Yeah. Build that relationship because I don't know about you. I certainly have made the mistake before of working with people. Yep. Fingers pointing right at your face. Mm -hmm. I've, I've made that mistake. <laughs> now you're pointing at me. Uh, yeah. We could point everywhere because we've all made that same mistake of rushing into something or making a decision based off of what other people tell us we should do. And so then we end up working with somebody that really isn't great for us in the long run. It might feel good in the moment, but. Yeah. And that's we one don't of the get the results. We're building out Charlie's report, which is Charlie is everyone. So Charlie is nobody. And you can sit there and see what is this mastermind? What is this coach about? And kind of have that overview, mm -hmm. uh, you know, before you go to purchase, because when you invest in something like the highest investment, higher than the stock market, housing market is yourself. Preach. The ROI on yourself, just, just, just exponential. And, and mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get into some of that ROI here, you know, but I feel that a lot of people, we get stuck and we don't know how to see the picture through the frame, the tree through the forest. And we're still yeah, going yeah. through a pandemic in some form of fashion, depending on where you're at in the world. That's mm -hmm. the reality. But to me, it's causing a reset in how we can accomplish things. Mm -hmm. I mean, case in point, the person that you're working with, you know, she didn't reset herself, but she was able to accomplish something in times where other people had, you know, it was more difficult time. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to get unstuck and reset yourself? Oh, they're something that I continuously come back to uh, over the years. I think I started my first one in 2014, 2015, and I've run a couple of different ones over the years. I'm currently in one right now, and I've been in a number of them as participants. The value to me is a couple of things. Number one, the accountability and just connection, especially when we are all remote right now. There's something about having a regular support system and having access to people by way of technology that we wouldn't necessarily come across locally. I think that that's a real gift and there's value to be held in that. I also really think that masterminds can be incredibly valuable for like idea generation because at their core, they are about like sharing the mind, helping people move forward, getting different perspectives, getting different ideas. Not everybody is meant to generate ideas. That is not everyone's gift in this world. And if you can be in a mastermind with somebody who is great at that, that's, that's a, a huge, huge gift. Having somebody else there that's great at holding you accountable to what you said you were going to do, that's also another gift. So you want somebody or you want a mastermind that's diverse in its members so that you can really reap the maximum benefits of them. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I've found, you know. And what I've built, what I've changed, just if you, it's like I call it the Rubik's Cube. You mm -hmm. can plug and play different things from completely different industries 
but it can still pertain to how it can work for you. And you're like, Hey, can you help me with this? And the answer is yes, I will. They come Mm -hmm. and they're like, Hey, you know, it's, it's amazing what the right mastermind with the right people can do. Cause the people that are in there are so important to, you know, to, I think to future success, it's what I say in the beginning, like we learn through other people's experiences because we can plug and play and how it pertains to us. A hundred percent. Yeah. So masterminds, they've been around for, for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think about it, the first one was probably the apostles. And then from there, Benjamin Franklin, he creates this Junto club or the leather apron club. And then eventually Napoleon Hill writes a book and rounds it out. It really solidifies what a mastermind is. Where do you see the parallels going between self-education, coaching, masterminds, mentorship, and, and standardized education, college, university? Where do you see the parallels moving forward? I have a friend who introduced me to the concept of unschooling. And this is the idea that takes homeschooling up a notch. Whereas homeschooling is you're, you're taking the student out of like a public or private school system. You teach them at home, you have a curriculum, you support them. Um, maybe you partner with different family members and you share responsibilities, whatever. Unschooling is allowing the individual to lead the direction of what is studied based on their interests. And I think that that notion is foreign for a lot of people, but it's gaining popularity because of the movement like masterminds, like coaching, like consulting and independent learning. We're seeing what can happen when people pursue learning and transformation and results through the lens of what interests them. So much more can be accomplished. So why wouldn't we start to integrate that much younger so that it's not a un- unlearning of things and then reprogramming. Like let's start from the get-go and make it easier for all of us. Yeah. And, and you know, when you, when you were talking about that, I've got a six-year-old, I don't know if you have any, any children, um, but I've got a six-year-old and uh, it, that reminds me unschooling is, is like Montessori, at least to me mm-hmm. is how I'm hearing that. And it's like, you have all these areas of focus, but you know, you want to go to this, you want to go to this, you know, and they hone in on those areas and then they sprinkle in the other things, but what interests Mm you, what is it that's going to help you move the needle to be a happier, healthier, more productive person in what you want to do? Because how many, how many people do you know that are doing the things now that they thought of when they were a kid? Not nearly as many, unfortunately, because like you said in the earlier part, it's been like drilled out of them. Get rid of your childlike innocence, get rid of your curiosity, conform, 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 follow the rules, take the test, learn the things that we want you to learn and go plug into this industrialized system. But now that that time has changed. Yeah. Well, and the education system was built, you know, based around there was a handful of wealthy families, at least in this country that... Mm -hmm. To, you know, borrowed someone from overseas. I think it was somewhere in Germany. I need to get more of the details on this and said, Hey, create mm. this uh worker bee, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. type of a, a, of, of a environment for the schooling mm-hmm. system. And that's really what we've created is like yeah. plug play. You go here. So yeah. No, it supported I, that end goal. It wasn't yeah. supportive for itself in and of itself. It was to support them. It was yeah. to support, you know, if we want to say the Kings and Queens. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when uh, we talked about investing and and one of the things I had mentioned is, hey, I'm in the stock market, I'm in the housing market, but the highest investment is really in yourself. The biggest mm-hmm. ROI, because you can't control the housing market, you can't control the stock market, but you can control your actions. So when someone chooses to invest in themselves and invest in you, 
What should they expect when they enter Jen's reality? What can they expect? They can expect a couple of things. One, they are they are going to see very quickly that I can provide them insight. That is something that I hear over and over and over and over and over again, that I have incredible insight. But aside from that, they're also going to see that I hold them to a standard of what is possible for them. And I don't think that people invest money in themselves to be uh, placated. You didn't do this for me to hold your hand and allow you to, you know, dilly dally or even like lie to yourself. So there will be some straight shooting, some, some tough love, but at the same time, it's all because I can see something that you might not even be able to see yet. And I know how to get you there the fastest way that we can possibly get you there. So why wouldn't you want that? You know, if you're at that level and you're ready for it, then that's exactly what you're going to get. Are we going to laugh our asses off the entire time? Probably maybe 75% because I'm very, I'm I'm not like a um, very professional, uh, polished kind of person. Like I, I have a background in theater and performance and I love improv. And so I, all of that lends to a lot of jokes, a lot of comedy when we have calls, when we're in a group, whatever it may be, I can just enjoy that experience, seeing people receive transformation through pleasure rather than discomfort. This is not going to be, all right, you need to sign up here. You need to do this, this, and this. Why haven't you done this? Like it's not that kind of a a space. It's something that is going to be pleasurable for you while you're getting amazing rapid results. Yeah. And you know, those people that are looking and and working with you for the results. I have a, I have a feeling from time to time, some of the people they they surprise themselves, and what the outcome is. I'd love for you to share a success story, hmm. um, and if you can use names and specific examples, great. If not, anonymity, we understand that. But give us a, a success story of, of what the outcome was because of person X Y Z worked with you. Oh my goodness. How do I pick? How do I pick? Okay. I think I'll tell you about a colleague of mine who found me in, in a free Facebook group years ago. Her name is Julie and she lives in California. So again, we would never have crossed paths if it hadn't been for this wonderful world of the internet and these tools that are out there. But she reached out to me because of something that I post that wasn't very like corporate crystal clear. you know, I don't pretend to have it all together. I share my own journey and my road. And she really related to that. So we started to work together because she had a handful of things she wanted that she was not getting. And one of those was she wanted to be in a relationship. She wanted to start her own business and she wanted to be able to just like manage her, her mood through, through those things, through achieving those things. And we worked together off and on for a number of years in a one-to-one capacity. She at this point has, is in a, like the best relationship of her life. And she recently got a new job during COVID making, I think 35% more than what she's making. So it's uh, multiple six figures now. And she's gotten promotions into a role that she thought she would have to go back to school for that she she didn't have to do. We started a business development plan for her and she realized she didn't want what she thought she wanted. And so step back from that. And we approached it very differently. We said, well, if you want to do these things, because she's in the accounting realm, 
it doesn't have to be like this full-blown business. If you want to do things on the side freelance, then that's the way we're going to take it because that's what works for you. And that's another piece that she really valued is I didn't try and shoehorn her into what I thought right looked like for her or because she had set this goal. Like we were nimble. We adapted as she learned things through her own experience. She knew that this maybe wasn't as aligned for her. And now, I mean, she's got everything she wanted and we're not working together because that ultimately is the goal. Like I'm not here to hold on to you for forever. Like I want to see you thrive and succeed and achieve all the results that you came to me saying that that's what you wanted. And she's doing amazing now. I'm just thrilled to pieces for her. She's coming on a retreat uh, with my company in September to Hawaii. So I I can't wait to see her and catch up and, and keep doing some more of the work that we've been doing. Wow. I appreciate you sharing that with us because I think when, when people are just like, Oh, they, they, I, I help. But you, when you can tether, when someone listening to this can tether like, Oh, I can see myself in, in Julie mm-hmm. and, and working with Jen, I think it helps us kind of get through that noise and say, okay, so here's a real life example of someone that did this and they, they're, they're in, you know, the best possible relationship. They've, they were able to succeed or what success is to them through a difficult time, yes. you know, because I think success is really, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, you know, we talk about a lot in the solo shows, what is success? What does it take to be successful? And a few of the things we discuss is mentorship, mm-hmm. uh, experimentation, partnerships, willingness to, to fail. And I know you had mentioned like, Hey, there is no failing. It's learning from it, but you know, we'll use the word willingness to fail. which is putting yourself out there sometimes. And on the flip side, willingness to define success and why so many people don't define success is because once we've actually defined it, the opposite of that we know is failure. And so it's (gasps) scary to actually sit Mm -hmm. there and define success. Mm -hmm. What do you feel is a key attribute when it comes to being successful? Happiness. If you are not happy, I don't care what the hell you've got that you think that you wanted. I I don't know anybody that thinks I want to have, you know, millions of dollars in the bank. I want to have multiple streams of income. I want to have this great relationship. I want to have kids. I want to have a house here, there, and everywhere. And I want to feel miserable all the time. Like no one says that. So if you're, if you're not happy, if you're not energized, if you're not excited, that's an easy litmus test that stuff's got to change. Yeah. Numbers setting happiness to a number. Been there, done that wrong. Like I will feel successful and happy when this number hits this. Mm. Then you get to that quicker than what you had set aside. And you're like, okay, I obviously was playing, you know, I wasn't playing too small. Yeah. I was playing too small. Yeah. And so you, you, you more than double that number and you also shorten the time frame again. And then you hit that even quicker and you've hit that. You're like, all right. So this one isn't working out for my happiness (laughs) meter. And, uh, it's you're, you're, I love that. I, I love the fact that you're like, happiness is the definition of success. I've been there. Like you said, I've been in the, like chasing something and trying to fill this never ending hole. And you can, when you know those things, you can also see it very easily yeah. in others. Like I have people in my, my close life that I, they, they aren't there yet. They aren't ready to receive that, but thankfully, you know, you're listening to this. You are ready to receive yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. I had someone at my uh, son's getting off slightly a rabbit hole, but he, they, they listened to it at my son's soccer practice and they're oh, yeah. like, Hey, so what, what is this thing? And then they listened to a whole app and they're talking to me. I'm like, wow, you know, someone that I wouldn't have ever, not that it was this individual, yeah. but it was just like, 
you'd be amazed what people start soaking in when they're like, okay, something's going on here. There's something mm-hmm. that I need to be a part of or listen to. Yeah. So those are, those are the magical moments. Uh, you know, a few more questions. Um, you know, as we get ready to wrap it up, I feel that, you know, in times of prosperity, the wins come easier when the world mm-hmm. is winning, we can find wins just easier to me, mm-hmm. but I think ingenuity and creativity come when we feel the squeeze yeah. and the world will feel in some form of a squeeze. Mm-hmm. What are you working on right now? That's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you. I launched a podcast with a friend of mine about six months ago. And this is an idea that I had had like in the tank for a while. And I was envisioning it to look and feel and be this certain kind of way that I hadn't seen yet, but I I didn't know how I was going to make it happen. Cause one, I'm, I'm not interested in learning like the editing tech stuff. Like I like some tech, but I did not want to go invest all that time and energy in doing that. I wanted somebody else to handle it. And I also wanted like the right people. Because it's not just a me show. I work really be- well in response to somebody to somebody else. So I got the idea again, I don't know, sometime late summer. And I realized instantly, I was like, it's not exactly what I thought. It's actually this thing. And so I reached out to uh, one of my oldest friends, Matt Lovell. And he was game right from the start when I told him everything about it. And so we launched beginning of October. We are a week away from hitting our six month mark. I'm super proud of it. We have not done any marketing in in any traditional sense. We've just been focusing on our guideposts, which are, we want to have fun. We want to stretch ourselves creatively and we want to make entertaining content. And each week we've iterated, I've acted as like the creative director. He's acted as the technical director because he loves that stuff. So he does that kind of piece. And we are launching into our second six months. So we're going to focus more on marketing and allow people to benefit from it. And it's unlike anything else that I've done. It's a comedy podcast. It is not educational in the traditional sense. It's not motivational. It's not where we interview people. I mean, it's it's really just for the, the clients that I want to work with, they need more fun in their lives and they do sneak binge these things. So this is going to be a great value for them. And we we being Matt and I can see where this is going to go down the road, wanting to have brand partnerships, getting sponsors and really taking this thing to a whole nother level. So I'm, I'm super stoked about it. I'm just thrilled. And, and just so we know, cause it could be difficult to find it. The name of the podcast is, it is called funny business as usual. There you go. Funny business as usual. So go check it out on whatever podcasting platform Everywhere. that you listen to Apple iTunes or whatever podcasting platform. Thank you so much for that plug. Much appreciated. Well, you know, we want to make sure that the people that are, you know, that you attract are able to easily find you. That's the reality. That's why I have got, that's why we've got this podcast. That's why we're building the Success Finder platform is we want to make their path easier because then we make your path easier. So, all right, last one. Okay, ready? What is a tip, a tactic, an actual item that if anyone listening to this today implemented it over the next 30, 60, 90 days would see a real impact on their business or personal life? The first thing that comes to mind is to pause. It is so easy, myself included, to just run on autopilot with whatever's on your calendar, whatever's in your your planner. Schedule time out every week for you to reflect 
and to plan. Every Friday I do this. I have dedicated time on my calendar where I review my week and I write down all the celebrations that I wanted to, to acknowledge, the things that I did, the things that I'm grateful for. And then I look at the, the week and I say, what did I do? What did I not get done? Why didn't I get those things done? Are they not as big of a priority? Are they? And I need to juggle some things around. And then I use that information to plan the next week. I don't think it's as valuable to do these like year-long business plans and things. Things change too, too much. We're not robots. So taking things down, slow down, pause, give yourself that time every week to reflect, to plan, to set intentions on whatever is a priority, your business, your relationships, your personal life, your self-care, whatever skill you're trying to build. You will not get there unless you take stock of where you are and where you want to go and acknowledge the wins while you're going. Yeah, I love that because you got to know where your current GPS location is. If you started across the street and you say, hey, I want to go to, we'll just say an actual location. We'll say, I want to go to the grocery store, but the grocery store is really what you want to build in life. Mm -hmm, but you mm -hmm, start mm -hmm. that GPS location across the street, you're not going to get there in the most efficient path. Right. So I've, I've often used that example. Like if you don't know where you're going and you get in the car, you're just going to drive around and drive around and you're going to be wasting gas, wasting time and feel like you're productive, but you are not getting to the place because you have not set the place yeah. on the, the, the app. And I literally in this case, but figuratively also hate to drive. So I want to get there in the most efficient path forward, especially today with the shades on. So we have got the founder of Magical Mindfulness, Jen Moff. Jen, thank you so much for today and uh, look forward to seeing what the future holds for, uh, for both of us and what we're building towards. Thank you so much, Brandon. I had such a nice time. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode.